Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen Podcasts. This is Rip and Jumby. Hi. Going to bring you another wrap-up for Are You Afraid of the Dark? The series... The penultimate wrap-up. Yeah, the penultimate wrap-up. The series that has a special place in good old Rip's heart. Just because mm-hmm. lots of nostalgia, lots of, um, but also every it's good... millennial has a special place in their heart for Arya Fruit of the Dark. It's true. It's true. And that's why we decided to go through top to bottom of this mm-hmm. entire series. Well, at least the first five seasons. Oh, I'm willing to go all the way. But <laughs> Rip here, Rip has a problem with fun. That's why Rip doesn't want to cover Twilight. Oh New moon. <laughs> Other fun things. <laughs> We're gonna do Final Destination, dude. Right, Final Destination will be so fun. Friday I want to do 13th. that one. We're gonna do those. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, they're not going anywhere. I know, but <laughs> especially Friday Thirteenth. I can't remember the last time like they had an installment of that that was good. <laughs> but they should. I don't know why that's going away. Well, I mean, Camp Crystal Lake is coming out on Hulu soon, so. Hopefully that breaks the curse, because it's been a dry spell <laughs> the curse. for a while. That's or it, it reignites the curse. Are you afraid of the dark, season right. four? This this was a hard list to make. This is mm-hmm. where we... We say that every time, I feel like. Yeah, we just like them all. We take all the episodes, and we do a little ranking system it's usually top 13 but this season was special because we got a joint episode uh a joint story which took two episodes so it's really like 12 top 13 still but (laughs) this one's a two-part so we're just counting it like one yeah yeah unless you want to count the episodes separate nah i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) I'm counting them as separate, but I'm also listing them in the same position. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be stupid if it's like, yeah, well, Frank's half of this was way better than Gary's. So (laughs) this is one, this is zero. Last, dead last. That's funny. That is funny. All right. So that's exactly what I'm going to do, actually. Give me a minute and I'm going to change it. (laughs) All right. So our top 12 for this. Um,. 13. I mean, overall, how do you feel about the season, though? Good. Strong episodes. Yeah. Um, My personal favorite episode was in this season. So we'll get to that, yes. obviously, when we get to number one. But my personal <laughs> favorite episode was on this list. Mm. And that has to make me love this season the most. But other ones that I haven't even seen when I was a kid. Yeah. Really surprised me with this one, with their entertainment value and how goofy they are. <laughs> it this one was interesting to me because a lot of um a lot of memories was brought back with this season. I guess this is where mm-hmm. I really caught into Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see oh, a lot of memories coming back. So it's like by the episode name alone I can predict anything. But once a couple a couple Plot minutes lines played out. Yeah. Mm. Once I was like, oh, wait, I remember this. I remember this. <laughs> One haunted my nightmares for a very long time. 
too long. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> to this yeah. night. Strong season. Thundering outside my, my place of residence right now. And I hope <laughs> it picks up because it's very creepy. I hope so too. Uh, was it? Uh, so everybody here pretty much said two stories. Did yeah, we get two from everyone? We got two from Sam. We got two from Betty Ann. Betty Ann. Two from, um, two Tucker. from Tucker. Two from Kiki. We got two from Frank and Gary because of the double two part. Yeah. So Did anyone get three? Yeah, no threes. This is all straight down the middle. So that was interesting. No ones. Either. And how do we have 13? Well, we have 12 because Cutter's Treasure was two episodes. So we have 12. Right, right. They tricked us. <laughs> so. That, that was interesting. No one really told more stories, but the any story okay. Uh storyteller. Like which storyteller stood out to you this time? Yeah, that that one's hard. I guess oh I guess unfortunately Frank, because that it's his last one. So like I was like, Oh man, I gotta pay attention. And you know, they saved the best for last. Mm. <laughs> I like I love Frank as a storyteller. I'm sad that we won't see him or his awesome characters ever again yeah that was a slap in the face i didn't even know it was his last story and then it was already over yeah i had to get off that frank train which meant that dr vink's last appearance was in the tale of the cutter's treasure which is so sad yeah. but like cool he appeared in a two-parter hmm. um but i don't want to sleep on betty ann ultimate storyteller yeah he throwing out some bangers all right the tale of the silent servant was awesome the tale of Gassa Grinner was terrifying. I did like Tucker's, uh, some of his stories. I liked both of Tucker's stories really, really much. Like they, they, I didn't expect to. I thought Tucker's story was going to be like, ah, whatever. But they were some of the goofiest ones. Yeah. I mean, classic. Tale of the Fire Ghost. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> You're the son that of a murderer. <laughs> You son of a murderer to a firefighter who puts out fire. <laughs> it's only only Tucker could think of that. Yeah. I don't know. That reminds me in Cleveland show, there's a character named Fetterline. Here's the obscure reference. Yes. And he uh he 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 throws out a dis a mixtape dissing firemen. <laughs> It's Why? the stupidest thing because you know how people usually like, um, you know, they'll go after the police. Well, this guy just yeah. went after the fireman to make it like original and unique. It is <laughs> funny. It's just like going after undeniable heroes where it's like, why would you hate this and person? Then he, his ho- he throws a party for the release of the mixtape. His house catches on fire. And his parents are about to call the uh, firefighters, and he's like, "No, I don't want no firemen in this place." And they and they punch him to like knock him his his ass out, mm. <laughs> and they're like happy about it. Tucker watched that episode before he told the story. <laughs> there was a lot of that in there. That's funny. Water demons was also cool. Oh yeah, Sam Sam had some some good stories, but she's uh, decent. Yeah. yeah. Some decent stories. Kiki has I haven't seen my one. favorite Sam story of all time, but I don't know when it comes. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, obviously in season five. But. <laughs> now we know. All right. So um, let's start this list. All right. We didn't talk about Kiki though. Because right, we didn't like Kiki, huh? All right, you hate Kiki. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> like yeah, everyone always forgets about Kiki. You know what? You know what? In Arthur, 
and Arthur. I hated Francine. She was so mean <laughs> in the beginning for no, no reason. That's Arthur where the Kiki hate Kiki plays <laughs> Francine in the show. Arthur, by the way, Francine is that where it comes from? I guess so. I just still harbor that Francine. Rip right now is that meme that everybody knows about Arthur, where he's just clenching his fists as he's looking at a picture of Kiki. I remember. I remember telling my friends one time. I was just like, "Hey, you remember that episode where?" Arthur beats the shit out of DW, and they're like, "That never happened ever." I'm like, "Yes, you're stupid. Did. You're stupid, really. Like, no way." And then I and I pulled up the episode on YouTube because this was like this one YouTube was around and was around. <laughs> and I it pulled still up is. and we sat there, we watched the episode, and I was right, but they were all upset that we just sat there for 15 minutes watching an Arthur episode at our like in our 20s. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. What did they say after? I'm just upset. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you show me this? Yeah, like, okay, you were. I could have worn my whole life. Like, you could have just. At what cost? Like, I was just like, you could have just accepted it that I said that I was correct, yeah. right? But no, we had, we had to watch the freaking episode. Because they thought I was making it up. Mm-hmm. All right. Now so... you guys know that Arthur was heavy. It was. But Kiki has some good ones Quiet Librarian, Closet Keepers pretty good i like i like closet keepers yeah. i like quiet librarian too actually that was that was a little scary reminded me of dead silence yeah it's i the... like that movie it's not a great horror movie but when i saw it i was young <laughs> enough where it really terrified me. that's it. it was the inspiration for uh, a quiet place the quiet library really? you think so no <laughs> <laughs> like what was it every night Shyamalan denies that uh um, was it one of the episodes was like it inspired the Sixth Sense? I forgot which one it was. The one with um Erica and Johnny, where like uh they where Johnny's dead and he worked they work at the bowling alley. I forgot what mm-hmm. that one's called. But they're just like, I remember that one. <laughs> he denies that that's the inspiration. Yeah. It's the same story. <laughs> it's kind of. I guess like show. you can't own that trope of like, and he was a ghost the whole time. But I feel like M. Night Shyamalan's like from Canada. You know what I mean? And that's where Are You For The Dark Yeah, he looks from. like he's from Canada. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start this list. Jumpy, do the honors. Break the seal. All right. You're number 12. I'm going to start the list. All right, I'm back. I just finished the list. And now Perfect. I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> okay, number 12. All right. These are going to be vastly different lists because me and Rip, if I learned anything, have different tastes and yes. everything. <laughs> we're, not, we're not the same. <laughs> um, there's a couple times where we like one-off picks yeah. from each other, but I, it's just never the same. All right, so number 12, I love all of them. I like this one. Is a Sam story. Hmm. Tale of the Room for Rent. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Tale of the Room for Rent. Now, what about this... Put it so low on your list. Couldn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I do these lists, I need a little refresher. But if I can't remember it right away, I tend to be like, all right, this is not the best one. Yeah. And this one I had no recollection. <laughs> okay. And then I asked Rip to like regale what it's about to me really quick. And he said it. And I was like, was I not there that day? <laughs> I don't remember it at all. Well, it's a good How thing do you we feel have, about? It's a good thing we have uh, 
a podcast to keep track of all that. Yo, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna go all the way there and listen to that whole thing again. <laughs> so okay, tail of the long. Just kidding. Room. I do it every time. <laughs> so what was the tale of the room for rent about? Because even though you regaled what it was about to me, I already forgot. <laughs> tale of the room for rent. That is, um, I'm not gonna bore everybody with the details. Like. Just Ooh, watch some it. Hate it. You didn't like it either, huh? <laughs> just watch it on uh, Amazon Prime or Paramount Plus, or or uh, yeah, listen buy to our podcast Paramount about Plus it. prescription while you still can before <laughs> they go under. <laughs> uh, Tale of the Room for Rent it was mm-hmm. um because every time I try to think of it, honestly, I'm, I'm thinking of the the Tale of Room whatever that Kiki told a while back where it was the old lady that lived in the apartment. And it's not that one. That's the one I keep thinking of. Yeah, I mean... But it's not that. It's just like, if you really, like, break down synopsis, it's like, the stories the sound similar. Yeah, like, sound similar, but they're never the same. But this is eventually... Um, covers a girl named Jessie who's living with her grandfather. And she... Um, wait, is this the story where we... <laughs> Where it's Sam, or <laughs> Sam's late, and then they're like, "Why are you late?" And she's like, "Oh, I was just like helping the children, writing a letter to my grandma, like doing all these like nice chores, like mm-hmm. nice things." And they're like, oh, "And you're late." <laughs> Gary's like, "Oh, you idiot!" <laughs> yeah, she's I like, I, "I was doing volunteer work at the library and at the hospital." <laughs> Enough of your dumb excuses, all right? This is an exclusive <laughs> club. All right, and you, if you're not if you're late one more time, I will kick you out. Ask Christine. <laughs> but it follows Jesse, who lives with her grandfather. Her grandfather is, is has got injured, and until he can get better, has uh, wants to rent out one of the empty rooms. And on the different part of the neighborhood, their neighbor, who uh, is into seances and. Zodiac and tarot card. Oh, yeah, this is the demon one. Now I remember. Summons a it ghost. A girl from Fresh Prince. <laughs> Fresh Prince? No, no, not her. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, like the young sister. The young. That's not her. That's not this one? Mm-hmm. Damn. You see, I still don't remember. <laughs> so, yeah. So, woman's. You're thinking of. Uh, I know what you're thinking of. The one with, like, the. They use a spoon for silver, but it's not silver yeah. or steel. No, that was I'm like, glad it wasn't that one because I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> anyway, Jesse. Uh, so their neighbor, uh, I think Miss Sarah Simpson, uh, she summons a ghost and that ghost ends up uh, ends up buying the room for rent and renting mm-hmm. over. But it turns out the, the spirit was the grandpa. Old war buddy who died Rip, and blamed Rip him. Could be making this up right now. I've never <laughs> seen this in my whole life, and I have recording that that proves I did. But um, yeah, he it was his war buddy. He told him to jump off the plane, and I the grandpa. Grandpa, he, he just casually walks through shit. Yeah. I remember that. Grandpa landed the plane safety, but the um the spirit uh parachute didn't work and so he blamed him and it kind of said seems like a setup but it turns out that 
the grandpa knew they were going to die, so he wanted his friend to go off into safety, not knowing the right. parachute wouldn't open. Okay. And, and he then, blamed uh, him for that. Yeah, I remember now. I remember now. That shit was kind of funny because they explained to him, and he's like, oh, he didn't kill me on purpose. And it's like, okay, so you can leave his body? He's like, no, I'm not going to leave his body. <laughs> you know what it took for me to stay here on Earth? Yeah. I need this. And it shed a light on the omnipotence of ghosts and how they are not. Yeah. They don't know everything. They, they can be tricked. Yeah. And some can hold the grudge. Well, I mean, we know that already, right? Yeah. But that the was, movie, The Grudge. Yes. That was year 12. My 12. It was year 12. It wasn't The Room for Rent. No, but it was a Sam story. Really? The tale of the long ago locket was my 12. Damn. Welcome to the We Hate Sam podcast. <laughs> We're just ruining her. Her storytelling prowess now. She's just going to be too embarrassed to tell a story ever again. Bottom of the list. Number 12. I don't know. As much as I love uh, Wilfredo, Wilfredo. And it was cool that he was in the story. I felt like he could have been in a better way. <laughs> I agree that the story itself wasn't the strongest. Mm-hmm. But because I'm more of a 90s kid mm-hmm. than Rip is, he got put way up higher because <laughs> Wilfredo was just there. The presence of Wilfredo has automatically made it shoot up. <laughs> I thought it was like a side adventure of Boy Meets World, and I loved that show. So Because <laughs> he looks just like season one. It was just Eric, so, man. To me, the story itself was just too convoluted. Like He kept it going was, back in time. For no reason. Sure. He was just walking in the forest and then back in time. He stopped the disaster from happening, but they really changed the future that much. I don't know. I don't I'll know. watch Wilfredell do anything. That, that is true. That is true. Batman Beyond. Love him there. I like seeing young Wilfredell for that very reason, because I imagine he's Terry McGinnis. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, the tale of the long ago locket. He just, as a man... He's Wilfredell playing Eric Matthews in this episode, because uh, yep. he's not he's not different. He just acts the same. But and he's just... doing an exchange program in Canada, and he's <laughs> in a new high school. And it's like um, if, if it didn't broke, why fix it, right? He it was yeah. like he he did great, but he he goes back in time, walking in the forest, that he's been afraid to ask out this girl, mm-hmm. and through going back in time and dealing with uh, a, right. a civil war. Uh, rebel. You he heard. Learned, That's right. That's what happened. He learned how to gain the courage to ask out the girl. Yes, I remember now too. <laughs> um, and I remember. Man, being what like, a weird story! You're right about the story. It's kind of dumb that he can see the Civil War stuff happening. Was it? Did we confirm it was the Civil War? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. And it was like his friend. What, it, like it, we thought his friend was gonna be the rival for the girl, but it turned out to be his like actual friend, and he yeah. had no interest. And it's just like it felt like it wasn't concrete, and there, there was several things that could have made the story better. But they straight up were like, "Well, we don't have to try too hard because Will Friedle's in this episode." I feel like they they sprung all their acting money on Will Friedle, and everyone <laughs> else they're like, "We have to give them three lines. We yeah. can't <laughs> give them anything else." All right. He'll make it work. And they had a lot of scenes of him in the forest looking confused. Yeah, which probably didn't cost Just working the camera. 
Well, that was 12. What's your 11, mm-hmm. Jumpy? All right. My 11's controversial pick. Oh, shit. You're not going to like it. I'm not going to like it. All right. Because it's Frank's story. Hmm. Tale of the Train Magic. Tale of the Train Magic. And what about that made it 11 for you? Because Frank's leaving. <laughs> It's Frank's last story, which made me want to put it high up. But man, I'm not scared of ghost trains. (laughs) (laughs) And it just was very silly to me. It's fine. I like it. It's a good story. I like all the stories anyway. Even Room for Rent, I'm fine with. Like, I didn't have a bad time watching it. Couldn't remember it for anything. Saved my life. But the rest of them, I remember all of them. And I obviously remember Train Magic was like one of the last ones. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but the story itself was kind of whatever to me, yeah. you know, he has a little train set. It's connected to a real ghost train and somehow <laughs> the conductor's like, evil. Like, <laughs> like why is he evil? Of- why is no one else evil? It's just the conductor. Yeah, And it's like, and when he solves the situation to prevent and the train leaves and like the train goes and rests in peace, but he's doomed to wander the fucking tracks for eternity. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay. That's why it's my number ten. Nice. Yeah. So, but my another number... reason that one bums me out is uh, no Doctor Vink, no and Dr. that's like the realization of not seeing him again. Yeah, he could have been in that story somewhere. Yeah. Uh, um, but my eleven is Tale of the Closet Keepers. Tale of the Closet Keepers. Okay. The geeky story with the girl who's deaf and the boy who needs to shut his mouth. Yeah. Like, it was a cool story. We learn about acceptance, right? Like, um, we also learn that, like, it's it's a zoo, a human zoo that aliens are abducting and creating. Which is pretty hardcore. That is a hardcore concept. Yeah. Very scary. Very upsetting. uh, The fact that and, it, and it, it's a good message too like um the just because we're different doesn't mean we're not human these aliens mm-hmm. don't look look at them as deaf or from whatever nationality it is everybody at the end of the day are, they're human and it had a, a very progressive message yeah. for something made in the past you know like uh the disability doesn't have to make you doesn't make you stupid like just because you have a disability and you could still be really smart and yeah. have this disability and it, it doesn't actually have to be a disability it could be a you know strength in the right situations yeah but it, it was cool it was it's a good story i liked it and this was a hard list to make nothing of, uh, against anything on this list but mm-hmm. it was felt so convenient you rip know? hates the deaf that's why he did this <laughs> oh my god they're gonna hear you i didn't put it that low mine it's nice and high for me i love i love them <laughs> Look, my favorite Queens and of the you Stone can tell Age. Them that. My favorite Queens of the Stone Age album is Songs for the Deaf. All right? Okay. Yep. That is erased. What a mean album. What a mean album. <laughs> you don't know Josh Holm, all right? You don't. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> that was his name, Josh Holm. It's the lead singer mm-hmm. of Queens of the Stone Age. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah. 
Number 11, Closet Keepers. Great message. Rip was drunk and he was calling me random. You know when you're when your parents get drunk and call you the wrong name, call the sibling's name instead? No? Just me? All right. <laughs> All right. So my 10 was Tail Train Magic. Went through that. What about you? Okay. What's your 10? Mm. Okay. So my 10, mm-hmm. and it hurts me oh to put Betty Ann at number 10. Oh, no. The Tale of the Silencer. Mm. Similar reasons for Room for Rent. It took a while to remember what it was about but once i did i liked it yeah it's that jumpy hates scarecrows <laughs> sure <laughs> that's what this episode was about the silent servant i remember us trying to figure it out and then when we realized it was just a scarecrow it just kind of like oh that that, that was part of it like the excitement i had of like what's going on oh my god we're trying to decipher the story something deep here and it was it was a scarecrow. <laughs> uh, but uh, a scarecrow that takes that that accepts messages but takes it too literally and you can't stop from... It was know, a monkey's paw, okay? Yeah. It was a monkey's paw. Be careful what you wish for is the theme of this, which is cool. It's nice. It's not like we but don't we, have... It's an... been done on this show before. <laughs> yeah, so. I was about to say. Uh, but as a scarecrow. Which is why it goes lower. Betty Ann was creative, as always. She's a good writer. She did a twist on it. Mm-hmm. But it's still just the monkey's paw at heart, and I need to keep that a little lower. <laughs> okay. All right. So number nine, mm. Tale of the Fire Ghost was my number nine. You're out of your mind. That was the <laughs> best episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was just like, I just like the other ones better. <laughs> but it's so silly, the Tale of the yes, Fire it Ghost. it is silly. But that's so good. There it, is it's a goofy silly in the right one. way. There is a silly one at my top, but... This one was, it was good. It was fine. I liked it. It dealt with divorce, I guess. I don't know what You're just was. a murderer. <laughs> that, that'll that forever just be our catchphrase. You're just too pro-firefighter. That's what it is. Yeah. You hate that episode. Yeah. <laughs> You're forgetting. All right. Th- that episode needs to be super high for reasons that I'm going to list. Okay? The murderer comment that the stupid fire ghost said. <laughs> mm-hmm. The fire ghost wasting its time. By pretending to be a cop is is hilarious. That'll never be beat <laughs> by anything. That's super funny. Um, the negligence of the firefighters leaving the kids, kids at the fire in station. an active firefighter <laughs> station. Super dangerous place to just leave kids around. Mm-hmm. And Those the fact, are amazing. And the fact that there's a fire ghost at a firefighter station and they don't have and they're ha- they're struggling to defeat it. And there's also a good ghost. There is a good ghost. So many ghosts in the fire station. It was good. It was good and silly. It was fun. Well, at first, their saving grace was like, oh, they left so-and-so behind the older firefighter just Mm. to keep things running. But that turned out to be a ghost. So they really did leave the kids alone. They didn't leave anybody there. Yeah, and it was supposed to be like like a, a dual thing. Like he died in that fire where the ghost was created. Mm hmm I don't know. What was it though? It was Your just father's like, just a murderer. It was just eating. Uh. It was like they called the fire ghost, but it's clearly he's a demon, not a yeah. ghost. And but they didn't want to say ghost like demon, so they because they had water demon, and you can't have fire demon and water demon in the same. You know, touche. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't just put fire demon. Maybe yeah. because demons really have a fire thing, and they were like, "That's too close." 
But water deep, that's not a real thing. That was my number nine. What was your number nine? Something less controversial. Rip. My number nine is a Gary story. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Gary, who told three stories this round around, just saying. Two and a half. <laughs> Semantic. <laughs> His half was the length of one full story, so. All right. Mm-hmm. The Tale of the Unfinished Painting. I knew it, because that's not number eight. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. Some some sanity returning here after that <laughs> wild ghost pick. Tale of the Unfinished Painting. That was a, that was a good one. You had the the girl from Firefly, ironically, I guess. From... That honestly made me want to put it higher, <laughs> but she's not Wilfredo. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Um, but like that really was a deciding factor. She beat the other three because of that. I really liked that she was there, and she did a good do- job. She was uh, somebody with artist block. She couldn't. Mm-hmm. She was drawing, but she she was never satisfied with she was drawing. And you're looking at it, and you're like, yo, these are really good. But mm-hmm. she finds an art gallery where she's finishing unfinished paintings. They're all drawn, but they're not finished. And every artist that walks in there is like, this is missing something. I feel bad for this painting, but. It's a ruse. The paintings are part of a... A soul-gathering yes. initiative, and it ends up stealing the souls... From a demon. ...of the very painters that paint them and trapping them. Now, the setup of this and the plot of it would have made it, like, one of the top five, mm-hmm. but I feel like they tripped yeah. at getting her out of it. Maybe yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark is where I need, like... Is where I get that need for a way to escape the horror. Maybe. But, like, in this case, it's too much. Like, there wasn't a good way to escape. They just let her out. Yeah, yeah like, well, she's like, uh... I'm going to break a paintbrush paint, in half yeah, or something. Yeah, she, she snapped a paintbrush, and it's like, she's out. And she sent. And nobody message. told her that I was going to free them. Nobody said anything about it. She just did it. And the the, the villain worshipped a, a shrunken head that gave her... That was scary, youth, though. You know, like... Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, she can transform into a... Uh, a teenage girl to lure people and mm-hmm. like i know one of the your your one of the things you were saying is like uh what about the other souls because there's souls trapped there for like decades are they just back mm-hmm. are they gone forever like what's going on like we don't see that but mm-hmm. um i but i did like about it like you said is the concept the whole concept to me it was what put it higher up on my list because thinking about it, like if you're just taking the story aside and you just break down the concept of it, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I think for the reason alone of the simple solution to get out of it, put it down. Like if it did have a like difficult but achievable way to get out of it, that makes sense with the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been like one of my favorites ever. Yeah. Should have been higher up. But they kind of fumbled the ball there. And you're right. There there was the whole do ghosts expire? Like I don't know <laughs> what happens. Like why why are the older ones not getting their body back? And don't forget that she free threw the 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 paintbrushes into the dumpster fire and like made every single shot. And you're just like, there's no way she, all those <laughs> freaking paintbrushes put in there. <laughs> Probably one rolled underneath the dumpster, like that person's soul is trapped there forever. <laughs> But, so that was your number nine. That was number my number eight. So what was your number eight? One we've already talked about. 
The Tale of the Closet Keepers. Tale of the Closet Keepers. Cool. What made I like that one. Higher on your list than mine. Um, the characters, really. Mm-hmm. I remember the characters well. That kid really got on my nerves, but I like that he learned his lesson. I like the overall message of it, and that just put it up higher. The thing that brought it down more was um, the plot of it. I'm not really scared of alien wacky aliens that look like they're on a game show (laughs) um but the idea of like putting human beings in a little zoo is very scary but yeah that kept it higher it's just i happen to like everything else a little bit more for different various reasons most of them being goofy (laughs) but this one was good there's nothing really bad about it okay well my number seven is one we talked about already which is the Mm -hmm. tale of room for rent okay it's the it was all over the place last one (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was your last one but it was all over the place which didn't put it higher for me but once again the concept of it is really interesting really good and i felt like if they really like zeroed in on it better they could have written a really good story Hmm. what's your seven my seven shows you how much i love wilfredo because it is the tale of the long ago locket. Mm. Brought him all the way up there. Okay. Didn't care for his story too much, but damn it, Wilfredell needs to be up there at least toward the middle. Yeah. That's it. I love <laughs> Wilfredell. Okay. He's awesome. All right. Number six. I date with the president's daughter. Great movie. Bad Disney Bad. Channel original movie, sure, but it's still a great movie. Vox X Machina, he's in that show, everybody. Go watch it. I want him to just work more. I need him to go back out there he, he has... and do not just voice acting. I need, him to, I need to see him acting things again. He doesn't need to. I don't think he wants to, but I want to see it. He doesn't need to. You know how much royalties he's probably collecting? For... Isn't it? He doesn't need to do anything, really. I mean, I don't. he, I, he doesn't owe me anything. I'm just <laughs> I want to see him work. <laughs> Well, he has a podcast, everybody. I know. I listened to it um, <laughs> very recently, and I'm excited about it. I'm probably going to have to watch all of Boy Meets World again to listen to that other podcast about Boy Meets World. Yeah, that was a great show. Yeah. All right. Number six. I'll tell you my number six. Tale of the Quiet Librarian. That's your number six. My number six. It was good. I felt like... Guess what? That's my number six as well. What? Yes, we have one that actually coincided. <laughs> the Tale of the Quiet Librarian. That one I struggled with. I like that one. Yeah, I did. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. The The mistress was creepy. They didn't really explain why she was who she was and sometimes it's better. Sometimes mm. you just have to run into a conflict and try to figure it out with no explanation. Mm. Um, It was just so hard to place this this could have been higher but it's just the other to me the other ones were better the quiet librarian i mentioned earlier but it gave me a lot of dead silence vibes that made me scared um it reminded me a little bit of any any horror that takes place in the library i think libraries are more familiar to me Mm -hmm. because i've spent a lot of time in them where that will hit me in a way that other locations wouldn't and i'm trying to think of like a very popular like horror movies that take place at a camp i didn't go to camp so (laughs) i'm not that scared of camp crystal like it's easier for me to watch without getting scared because i'm like that's an unrealistic place for me to be i'll never be caught dead there 
but a library i'm i'll probably be in one again and that scared me the the, the scenes in it movie that yeah. took place in a library were the scariest to me because i'm like damn it that's so scary i don't want to do that i mean that was a scary scene <laughs> yeah it was a good one but like it's just for uh, as i got older especially studying in like college like you kind of yeah. you kind of want to be the mistress too where it's like you hear noise and you want people to shut the fuck up. So you just want to just like, shh. And then there's, they can't talk for the rest of their life. Ever? Yeah, man. Fuck those people. <laughs> if you ever spend time taking care of one kid, 10 kids, any amount of kids, <laughs> you will have at one point wished for the ability to take away someone's ability to speech. Yeah. I just have... for a little bit. Just, just there's speaking ability for a small amount of time. Just go shh. <laughs> gone that's yeah it's relatable it's a villain that's relatable you know what I mean and Marvel mm-hmm. has so many of those alright so that was our number 6 alright so I know this one's gonna be different but my number 5 was Tale of the Silent Servant is this some... number 5? yeah that was my number 5 Tale of the Silent Servant that I... was lower for me but you love Betty Ann I love scarecrow stories. They're just that good for me. There's just something about them. I love it. I love the. Sc- I think it's because of uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. Remember that scarecrow that like they were just fucking with, and then it turned. I started grunting at him, and like that was creepy. But and in fact, I, one of my favorite Batman villains is Scarecrow. So I don't know. Mm. But the story itself, I like just. Be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you say because it might come true. Um, you know, the uh, one of the boys said, like, I wish whoever took my stuff is dead. And then the scarecrow went to after him. And he's like, oh, fuck. He's like, I fucked up. And then the, the cousin, the, the sister, or the cousin, the girl was like, well, you, you fucked up. You shouldn't have said that. And mm-hmm. Figuring it out was kind of ridiculous, but... I felt like it was at the end enough where it gets a pass. It's like one of the last things, but that was that's why it's up there for me. I just I liked it. Okay. I can't argue with that. I like <laughs> all. Yeah. What was your five? Tale of the Renegade Virus. Yeah, Gary. Einstein. Yeah, just for the outlandish character. Really. Yes, that was my number four. Just yeah. <laughs> It's Pretty succinct. Two friends with prank that are in a prank war that just get escalated, and it, the whole thing is stupid. It's like, um, like this guy hates, not nah, hates, just like takes it too far because he's tired of getting pranked by his, by his best friend. So he traps him in a world, with a virus that he has to defeat, and he didn't realize that he made it too strong, probably out of his anger and jealousy, and so. Yeah. The dude has, um, the virus is pretty much trying to get into the real world um, mm-hmm. through this kid, through the the best friend that's trapped in there. But the best friend makes it out in time with everything intact. However, he uh, the virus does end up escaping. But it did coin one of our another favorite lines is, uh, how you like that, Einstein? <laughs> And like the effects they tried to put to make him weird, and yeah. the filming him going down like the banister in reverse was, was very it, funny. The 
the the glove when he takes out the glove and it's a cable. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> like those really thick cables. Yeah, that was that was something else. And it it clear, was goofy. And like the 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 kid had the 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 connector port in his hand, and it mm. it really didn't fit. Like you could tell that those things will not connect properly. But they had so much drama in it that they had to do it. Mm-hmm. But that was not number four. Priceless. What was your number four? I, I'll tell you my number four. But another reason I like that Renegade virus is just like it does hit people with a wave of nostalgia who were alive-ish during that time. Um, because of how people approach computers, it's just like... This is a virus. Bright, <laughs> shining lights. Oh man, I'm gonna smash the keyboard and fix it. And like, I don't know, the virus can do anything. It, it just has a the idea of computers since they were so new was like it was almost like computers were magical yeah. and like hackers were wizards. Like it was just something crazy, That's and true. it brought back that feeling. <laughs> That's true. Like this kid's a programmer, and it. it like even the teacher, like he's a programmer. He program. Mm-hmm. He makes video games, and he was just like this character in itself. Mm-hmm. So my number four, mm-hmm. hard one, hard. This top five is really hard, and you'll be able to tell how difficult it was because of what I put as number four. Mm-hmm. The tale of Cutter's Treasure by Frank and Gary. Ooh. Ooh. I know, I know, Ooh. I know, I know. Spicy. Oh, man. Four. It's still top five, guys. <laughs> top five, all of them are interchangeable. I love that one. It's cool. I love that they did a dual story. It's crazy that they did a dual story. I didn't expect that. We got Dr. Vink in it, for God's sake. But honestly, Pirates, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It could have been anything else but pirates. It's the least scary thing to me. Okay. I tail the cutter's treasure. That's that's what yeah. pirates are the least scary thing to you. I don't know if they don't scare me that much. The ghost pirates. Because I spent so sorry. Ghost <laughs> pirate. And like a really dumb ghost pirate who's like cursing his treasure in a very specific way. I can't remember the details now. Oh yeah. Uh he cursed his treasure. Um hmm. So that he forever he he can forever guard it, and then they figure out that like, he, like his, like what he's been trying to do is uh, get somebody to kill him, so that he can move on to the afterlife. And they realize they don't have to do that; they could just leave him with this treasure forever. And they caved in the the cave, so he's stuck there with this treasure for the rest of his life. It's it's a it's a good warning against material possessions, but you know. I liked it. It is good. It's really fun to see them tell a story together. I like the big twist. It was something different, fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vink is there for reasons unknown. It, <laughs> it was cool. It was very interesting, and that's why it's number four. All right, four is not a bad place to put. Mm-hmm. What was your number four? It was the tale of the running get Veterans. Okay. So my number three. Mm-hmm. Tale Better not be this one. I'm gonna give you some shit if it's this one. Tale of the Water Demons. Are you kidding me? That's your favorite story. <laughs> I was I was gonna bet anything that that was number one. I really, really like this story. That was um, 
Are you serious? <laughs> the hotel water even so low. You're a madman. Yeah, it's number three. Really you betrayed yourself. I see you betrayed yourself. This is your favorite story. I know it is. You put it in number two. Or four. I, it's good. It's a good story. I love the mm-hmm. story. It's it's fine. The 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 idea of someone who can't fall asleep because then uh the um zombies water. from the water is gonna mm-hmm. are gonna come in and drag him to the afterlife. And he's just mm-hmm. hopped up on coffee. Starring the voice actor for Ed from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Yes. Awesome. He was a kid. <laughs> yeah, but then he grew up slightly <laughs> played Ed from Ed, Ed. I'm sorry, Eddie from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And then, uh, yeah, and then, you know, he played a troubled kid who was just stealing things because he felt like other people deserved it. I mean, other people didn't deserve it if he can take it. And that ended up buying in the ass because now the guy the guy who was cursed he stole his treasure and now inadvertently he's cursed too and now these zombies from the water i know it's called water demons but these are corpses from the water coming back to drag them to the ocean Mm. i did like that they're like oh yeah you know how about you just give back the treasure just throw it into the ocean (laughs) and it's like that'll work and it did yeah, it did. There was a way out. Return the treasure. That's not dumb or anything, so I like the way out. Hmm. Don't be greedy. I don't know why the old man didn't think of that. <laughs> all the time he's been suffering, but he has been delirious for a long time. Yeah, that's true. Um, what was your number three? The water demons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I liked it. Okay. I liked it a little more than Cutter's treasure. Sue me. <laughs> what was your number two? So, The Tale of Water Demons is by Tucker. Mm-hmm. And I like Tucker this season because my number two is another Tucker. <laughs> the Tale of the Fire Ghost. I love that one way more than Ripped it. <laughs> it was just fun. I explained why I liked it before, but it was the goofiest one. It had the funniest moments that'll okay. stick in my head for a long time. It did, it did. It's just... You are in a fire station and you can't, and you're having trouble fighting this fire. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's really funny. It's a ghost fire. They don't have ghost water to fight it. It's not like they have water demons around to put it out. <laughs> Imagine if the way to fight the fire ghost was to steal the gold to make the water demons come out and put out the fire and strangle the. <laughs> fire ghost this is some epic battle like Grudo versus oh Grudo. god <laughs> it's freddy versus jason but with this shit oh, okay. what was your number two hmm? what was my number two yeah what was your number two yeah, huh? jumpy ass asked me what my number two is yeah what is it i'm gonna get <laughs> mad <laughs> Oh, he's he's. So he's you angry. better, you better, you better say the tale <laughs> of Cutter's treasure. Say it right now. Tell me. Say it to me. Tell me the, the words. Tale of the ghastly grinners. My You're, dumb. <laughs> You're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. Look how angry is everybody. Let's You're listen wrong. to the anger. That's just not right. It's not right. Tale I can't be a the... part of this. <laughs> it was a great one. It was. You're wrong. You're fantastic. Wrong. It was a great Betty Ann story, a true successor. It is the best to the tale Betty of the laughing, laughing in the dark. True. Okay, but let me just tell you why Cutter's Treasure is my number one, and then we can talk about Gasly Grinner. About okay. why Gasly 
Grinner is the true number one. Yeah, I loved Cutter's after. Treasure. I did feel like it was cheating because it was a two-parter. But come mm-hmm. on, you have Doctor Vink, you had Sado in there too. Sado as well. Yeah. That was that was that pushed it into the top five automatically. Just, like the fact that they interacted at all was fucking mm-hmm. great. Um, the idea of it. Pirates. I know it's pirates. I know you don't but like the pirates. Pirate. But I like no nautical, you were scared of that pirate. I like nautical nonsense, okay? It was great. That's I why know I you bought do. it. You know how I know you like nautical nonsense? Because Water Demons is your favorite one. <laughs> that's about nautical nonsense. <laughs> and it's not your number one somehow. So you would have forgiven Gassy Grinner at number two if Water Demons was number one. Yes, because that's your favorite and I know it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dr. Vic was in there and Sado mm-hmm. was in there. And they played their parts beautifully. That's fair, I guess. But the story <laughs> itself. The story was good. It was fine. The ancestor. The, the an, the, that the, didn't feel like two people wrote it. <laughs> oh, gosh. At least not Gary and Frank. It <laughs> felt like Kiki and Tucker wrote it. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. All right. Talk about it. The tale of the Ghastly Grinner is yes. my number one. And it's the rightful number one <laughs> of all time. Talk about it, sir. I bet he had. It's so good. This is one of the few episodes that I didn't need any reminders for since before we even started doing this mm-hmm. like recap show because this one stayed in my mind forever. It's super scary to me. Just the face of the ghastly grinner, the blue oozing out. Um, there was like very early, you know, mental wounds in my brain from <laughs> the Joker killing people and making them grin. And that's all he made me remember is the killing of not killing because they were sleeping and they got okay at the hospital, mm-hmm. but basically killing of people and putting that big grotesque grin on their face with the blue slime, like you said. Yeah, and that's, that's what he does. And he just possesses people and jokerizes them and makes the blue slime come out. And the blue slime took over so many people, like his parents. That's <laughs> terrifying. The bus driver and his head oh, like yes. howled around. That was terrifying was, as well. It was. So scary. And it, it was like they didn't go for like a scary thing they went for like a comic book theme yeah. even the score was comic book-esque and yeah. that worked really well yeah and like every time the ghastly grinner came out i was genuinely like oh shit like i was a little <laughs> fright because he was scary looking like i didn't like seeing him and i didn't know what he was gonna do he looked so wild-eyed and crazy hooper piccolero too was hilarious yeah. was great I love that she kept re- repeating her name. That was awesome. Like I said, be- I said in the front of science class. Yes, like, yes I, know I know who you are. <laughs> she just had to keep reminding. And then, like, she looks like such a sellout at the end when she's like just sitting with shades with her legs crossed. Yeah. <laughs> he he just watched the Matrix and yeah. that's his outfit. <laughs> that one was just such a blast. It was so scary. It was goofy in the right ways. It left a mental scar in my brain. Or when he first appeared, the Gassy Grinner was so terrifying to me. I remembered it like in weird ways where it's just like, why was the comic book microwaved and why did that make him come out? Like it was mm-hmm. it was really confusing to me as a kid. And when I rewatched it, I kind of understood it more. But I still remembered everything. Yeah. It scared me just as much. Okay. Why do you like pirates so much, Rip? Really? <laughs> come on, had I already explained myself. I already explained Arr. myself already. <laughs> It was just, I like the idea. It was just the, the whole thing, the ending of Cutter's Treasure was that he just was trying to goad people into killing him. I like that I- idea too. And then they realized, no, he doesn't need to die. In fact, mm-hmm. he should pay for his crime. It's good. Okay. 
Yeah. Rip's sleep paralysis demon is Johnny Depp as <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow. That's that's what it is. <laughs> Why would that want me to make it? <laughs> <laughs> I would explain why I drink so much rum. But... <laughs> Just to quell him. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that was our top 12 in this. And then mm-hmm. we go into season five of Are You Afraid of the Dark? This one is going to be... Probably a new person since Frank's gone. Yep. I think his name is Stig or something. But yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> that is not a name. It's just it's just weird because Frank, the whole series started with them initiating Frank, and now he's just gone. Like I wish he held up one more season, you know? Yeah, why couldn't he? Well, he probably didn't know there was only one more, but yeah. but I guess we'll on. never know unless Tale, he tells us. Tale of the trade magic was not the way to go out. No, it wasn't. It was a very low on my list when it it had every right to be higher. So. <laughs> Um, they should have let his last tale be something with Doctor Doom. Yeah, but go out with a blast. Yeah, like the the one with Nev Campbell. Like use that one instead. That was fun. Yeah, I would have put that one because that was a good one. It had Nev Campbell in it. It was silly. Vink was there. Yeah. But yeah, cool. Um, anything you want to add before we go? Any last mm. words, Jumpy? <laughs> R. R, R indeed for Rip. <laughs> and with that, we conclude another episode of Fans of Silver Screen Podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a like, subscribe, follow. Anything to show us that you love us because we love you too. And we always will. You're... Answer me this. Mm-hmm. How much Aztec gold did they have to pay you to put it number one? (laughs) Bye.